It's time now for Empowered Family Talk with Francita Holris. Do you want to empower families and young people in your community? Then take the time to make a tax-deductible contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. The Coach Tate Foundation is dedicated to helping young people and their families in learning and passing on the kinds of life skills that we all need to succeed. All too often, we hear about kids and their families having encountered life's difficulties that could have been easily avoided by knowing better decision-making skills. From anger management to money management to something as simple as learning to manage how we spend our time or how we use our job skills. Make a donation to the Coach Tate Fund. It'll help kids who need help and their families too. Make your contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. Get details at www.coachtatefoundation.com. And oh, by the way, thank you. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Good morning. It's family time. And welcome back, listeners. Our topic for today is Lady Justice and God's truth versus human lies and deceit on our pathway forward. As we, the peoples, come together as a collective consciousness for a common cause. Truth and justice, law and order within our individual and collective lives. Today, for our next generation, amen. Now, listeners, we have a rendering today by our colleague David Pate at Gospel Way Ministries. And it reads as such. What does the Bible teach about lying and deceit? Well, lying and deceit, what are some ways people may be guilty of lying and deceiving others? Why do people tell lies or deceive? And what consequences can result? Well, listeners, let's look at what the Bible says about it. What must we do, listeners, to overcome dishonesty and learn to be honest and truthful? What does the Bible teach about the dangers of falsehoods, listeners? Well, Mr. Prate writes in his introduction, Our son, Tim's company, gave him two free tickets to a Cubs game. So he and I went. A professional photographer asked if we would like to have our picture taken for free. Well, when we agreed, he gave us a card telling us how to access our picture online. But the site required us to pay $20 to get any usable picture. He, quote, took the picture, unquote, for free but he knew people would think they would get a picture for free. He deceived us, listeners. 
Proverbs 6, 16 through 19 lists seven things, listeners, that are an abomination to God. And two of them involve lying, quote, a lying tongue, unquote, and a, quote, false witness that tells lies, unquote. Listeners, God hates a lying tongue. Now, the definitions of lying and deceit, listeners, we can look at 1 John 2, 21. No lie is of the truth. By its very nature, listeners, a lie is untrue. It's a falsehood. Lie, L-I-E, is a false statement made with deliberate intent to deceive. That comes out of the Random House College Dictionary, listeners. A lie is defined as a false statement made with deliberate intent to deceive. Now, let's look at that word deceit. Deceit is an act or practice intended to mislead by a false appearance or statement. That also comes from the Random House College Dictionary listeners, deceit, an act or practice intended to mislead by a false appearance or statement. Now, the difference is that a lie is generally spoken, listeners, but deceit includes anything, whether words or deeds that are intended to lead people to believe what is not true. Note that not everything is that is untrue is necessarily a lie or deceit. Let me say that again. Note this, listeners, that not everything that is untrue is necessarily a lie or deceit. Now, lying generally involves deliberate falsehood, listeners, told with the intent of misleading or causing someone to believe an error. As we note in Isaiah 59, 13, Conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehoods. Acts 5, 1 through 9, Ananias and Sapphira sold property and gave part of the price to the church. But they told others that they gave the whole price. Peter asked, quote, how is it you have conceived this thing in your heart? Unquote. They lied to God. Now, listeners, we will note several verses later that show that lies come from the heart. Acts 5, 1 through 9. If someone asks me the ages of my grandchildren, if I tell what I believe is the truth, but it turns out to be a mistake, I have not lied. But if I know the truth and knowingly tell what is wrong, I have lied. Now, in this message today, listeners, he wants to write more about and study the twin problems we have of lying and deceit. Now, what are some ways people may be guilty of lying and deceit, listeners? Why do people practice lying and deceiving? What are the consequences? As we work through this message today, we need to each ask ourselves whether we have been guilty. Now, let's consider the Bible teachings about lying and deceit, listeners. Let's look at specific kinds of lies and deceits. We're going to start out with notate 
outright falsehoods. Just plain outright falsehoods. These are, quote, bold-faced lies, listeners, unquote. Outright falsehoods are bold-faced lies. The one who tells them is well aware that he has told an outright falsehood, listeners. He may consider it a, quote, big black lie, unquote, one with serious consequences, or a, quote, little white lie, unquote, one he thinks will not have serious consequences. But he knows it, he has told a lie. Now, many passages rebuke the general concept of lying, listeners, and we can start with Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. God hates a lying tongue and a false witness who speaks lies. Exodus 20, 16 reminds us, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Ephesians 4, 25 reminds us this, putting away lying, let each of you speak truth with his neighbor. 1 Timothy 1, 10 says, liars are listed among other sins that are contrary to sound doctrine. Liars are listed among other sins that are contrary to sound doctrine. Now, listeners, these are direct prohibitions against lying. Most people know that lying is morally wrong, listeners. We all know that. Interestingly, people who often tell lies to others will often become very upset when other people lie to them and are often the quickest to accuse others of lying. Now, listeners, other kinds of lies and deceit might be less obvious to you. People may not consider these acts to be lies or deceptions when they do it, yet they often recognize such acts to be lying when other people do it to them. Other verses you can note in your study time, listeners, is Matthew 15, 9, Leviticus 19, 11, 12, and Colossians 3, 9. And also see Psalm 7, 14. Now let's notate the next note here. False promises, lies and deceits we're talking about, listeners. False promises. Some people make promises, listeners, that they have no intention of keeping or know they cannot keep it. This is a form of deliberately misleading people. Genesis 29, 18, 25 reminds us of this. Many stories about Jacob involve deceit. He bargained with his uncle Laban to serve seven years for Rachel. Laban agreed, but at the wedding, he gave Jacob Leah instead. Jacob said Laban beguiled or deceived him. In Exodus 8, 28, 29, listeners, Pharaoh deceived Moses by promising to let Israel go if the plagues were removed. When that was done, he did not keep his promise. In Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? The implication is that if God did not keep his promises, listeners, he would be guilty of lying. As human beings, 
There may be many circumstances beyond our control, listeners, when we simply cannot keep a promise we really intended to keep. But when we knowingly make a promise and we never intended to keep it, or when we could keep it, but we deliberately choose not to, that, listeners, is deceit. How many of us are guilty? Jeremiah 5, 2 and Exodus 21, 8 and Psalm 24, for listeners, for your further reading on this notation. And the next notate is flattery. Lies and deceit through flattery. Listeners, often people who want to make a favorable impression on others, so they say nice things that they don't really mean or don't really believe to be true. This may seem kind, but is a form of deliberately deceiving others. Now, Psalm 62, 4 reminds us of this. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. When we don't mean the nice things we say, we are lying, listeners. Psalm 78, 36 and 37 Nevertheless, they flattered him with their mouth and they lied to him with their tongue. Here the people flattered God by professing that they would serve him, but did not really mean it in their hearts. This is both a form of flattery and failure to keep promises. The passage says they lied, listeners. Jude 16, false teachers often walk according to their lust, speaking smooth words, flattering people to gain advantage. This is deception, listeners, because they say nice things about others, professing to care about them, but really they just seek their own advantage, such as money and a following at all. Now, listeners, this might remind us of politicians trying to get votes. They pretend to think highly of you, but they really want something from you. Sometimes we really hold an unfavorable view of someone, but we don't want to insult them, so it is easy to say what we don't mean. Perhaps it isn't even proper for us to be thinking those negative thoughts about others. But if our thoughts are valid, listeners, then we need to either speak the truth or find something we can honestly say or just change the subject. The line should not be an option. Are we guilty, listeners? Romans 16, 17, and 18, and Proverbs 26, 24 through 28 for your further reading on that notation. Now let's notate next. False doctrine. We're talking about lies and deceit. False doctrine. When religious teachings is presented as truth, listeners, even though it cannot be proved by the Bible, deceit is always involved. Genesis 3, 4 reminds us of this. Satan told Eve she would not die if she ate of the forbidden fruit. Yet God has said she would die. Verses 2 and 17. After Eve sinned, she said to the serpent, had beguiled her. 3.13, 1 Timothy 2.14 and 2 Corinthians 11.3. Jeremiah 14.14 14 reminds us of this. This is prophets prophesied lies in God's name. 
he had not sent them, commanded them, nor spoken to them, but they prophesied a false vision and the deceit of their hearts. Second Corinthians eleven thirteen through 15 reminds us of this listener's quote, false apostles, unquote, are called, quote, deceitful workers, unquote, because they pretend to be servants of Christ, angels of light, and ministers of righteousness. And many teachers, listeners, present themselves as men and women of God, teaching his word. Yet they teach things that they cannot find in the Bible. Acts 13, 6 and 10, Elamus, the sorcerer, tried to prevent Saragus Paulus from accepting the gospel. Paul accused him of being full of deceit and fraud. Now, listeners, note here that false teaching is sinful for a number of reasons. But one reason is that it always involves deceit. Many religious leaders are deceitful because they claim a teaching is from God when they know they don't have the proof. Sometimes a teacher is sincerely in error. He really believes he's teaching the truth. In that case, he has been deceived by someone else. Listeners, all false teaching is ultimately a lie in that it all originates with Satan, who knows it is a lie. Listeners, so false teaching is wrong for many reasons, but one reason is that it always involves deceit. Let us make sure we're not guilty, listeners. And let's notate the next note is hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. A hypocrite is a deceiver, listeners, because he or she pretends to be something that they're not, and they know they're not. A hypocrite is a deceiver because he pretends to be something he knows he's not. He tries to give other people the impression he is more righteous than he really is. Now, 1 Timothy 4.2 reminds us of this, listeners, those who depart from the truth speak lies in hypocrisy. Note that their hypocrisy is associated with lying, listeners. Now, let's notate 1 Peter 2.1. Lay aside gall, which is deceit, hypocrisy, and evil speaking. Again, listeners, hypocrisy is associated with deceit. Hypocrisy is deceit, listeners, because the hypocrite puts on a false front. He pretends to be better than he is. Malachi 1.14 reminds us of this, listeners, when one pretends to offer a sacrifice to God, but refuses to give what he knows God wants, he is a deceiver, a curse of God. Many people, listeners, even in the church today, profess to serve God faithfully. But are we really doing what we should do and know we should do? Or are we just deceiving others and maybe ourselves too? Are we giving what we know God wants or is it just a pretense? Read Psalm 78, 35 through 37 and Galatians 2, 14, listeners. The next notate is this. Lies and deceits are half truth. Some think they are innocent listeners as long as they say what is technically true, even though they intend to mislead others. 
to believe what is not true. It is possible to tell things that are technically true, yet we leave out pertinent facts, listeners, or otherwise so speak that we lead others to believe untruth. Some think they are innocent as long as they say what is technically true, even though they intend to mislead others to believe what is not true. Let's give some Bible examples here. It's Genesis 37, 28 and 31, 33. And it reminds us of Joseph's brothers sold him to the Midianites, dipped his coat in blood, listeners, brought it to Jacob and said, quote, we found this coat. Does it look like your sons or not? Unquote. This was technically true, listeners, but they omitted a pertinent fact so they could lead Jacob to believe a wild animal had killed Joseph. Exodus 32, 4, reminds us when confronted by Moses regarding the golden calf, Aaron said he threw it in the gold and out came the calf. But he neglected to say that he had fashioned the calf with an engraving tool. Matthew 26, 60, 61 and 27, 40 says this. One of the accusations made against Jesus at his trials was that he claimed he would destroy the temple and built it again in three days. But those who said this were, quote, false witnesses, unquote. It was technically true that Jesus had said he would build the temple in three days, but he was referring to his body meaning that he would rise from the dead three days after they killed him. John 2, 19 through 21. And some more examples, modern day examples, listeners of this is, is uh, many salesmen are experts in half-truths. They tell half the truth. This is the method of the photographer at the Cubs game was using. Modern entertainment is often filled with this. Even Disney movies. Quote, I love Lucy, unquote, quote, Andy Griffith, unquote, and other supposedly good programs often justify deceit. A popular song entitled, quote, Sad Movies Always Makes Me Cry, unquote, tells of a girl who goes home crying because she saw a boyfriend at a movie with another girl. When her mother asked her what was wrong, she said, quote, to keep from telling her a lie, I just said, Sad movies always make me cry, unquote. Listeners, it was technically true, but deceitful. Now, most false teachings involves half-truths. What the teacher says may be technically true, but he leaves out essential facts or twists the truth to lead people to believe something different from what God intended. I emphasize here, listeners, we are not required to tell people everything we know. Some things are confidential, and there may be no good reason why some particular person should be told what we know. Keeping a matter a secret or confidential is not necessarily wrong, listeners. But if you are keeping a matter to yourself, don't leave others to think things that are untrue or that you have told them the whole matter when you have not. I suspect that every accountable person has violated these principles, listeners, but most of us many times. But have we repented of it or do we continue to justify such practices? Read on with Proverbs 30, 
verse 8 in Acts 23 and 27. The next note-take, listeners, here is self-deception. Oh, this is a big one today. One of the saddest forms, listeners, of deception is self-deception. Let me say that again. One of the saddest forms of deceit is self-deception. People who don't want to face reality can sometimes convince themselves to believe things that they really know are not true. Some of the Bible teaches many passages warn about self-deception, listeners. Let's take a look at 1 Corinthians 3.18 that reminds us of this. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in his age, in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. People often think they are so smart that they fool themselves into believing error. Man in the movie, quote, Prince's Bride, unquote, thought he could outsmart anyone. He tried to fool another man to get him to drink poison, but then ended up drinking it himself. That is the way people are, listeners, who think they are so smart, but end up fooling themselves. Galatians 6, 3 reminds us, if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Now listen, sometimes people do not want to admit what they are really like. So they deceive people. They deceive themselves into thinking they are better than they are. This especially happens in religion. Listen, James 1, 22 and 26 reminds us of this. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. If anyone amongst you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Listeners, people deceive themselves because they are in many ways religious. So they think they are acceptable. But God is still not pleased because of sins in other areas of their lives. 1 John 1, 8 reminds us, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Let me say that one again, listeners. 1 John 1, 8 reminds us of this. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. 2 Timothy 3, and four reminds us of this. Some will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Now listeners note that these people end up believing error because they do not like the truth. They prefer teachers who, quote, tickle their ears, unquote, tell them what they want to hear so they may end up believing they are acceptable to God. But they deceived themselves. Now, listeners, he notes some modern examples of this is people who believe in evolution, atheism, and many other false doctrines often have motivations for not believing in God. They claim they have been convinced by scientific evidence, 
But that is not really why they believe as they do. They just don't want to face the truth. So they defend evolution or other error till they convince themselves it is true. The same often happens, listeners, with people who have family members or loved ones who go into error, perhaps an unscriptural divorce or false religious practice. They cannot bring themselves to believe that their loved ones are lost. So they seek for justification till they finally convince themselves. One of the few things I remember from my college psychology course was an experiment in which people were asked to do a boring job, turn pigs on a board, and they said it was boring. Then they were paid to convince other people it was a good job. When asked again later, they said it was a good job. For the sake of money, they had misled other people so long they, that they ended up believing their own lie listeners. Now, I'm convinced this happens with many false teachers today, listeners. They may doubt what they teach, but they know they are expected to teach it, and people want to hear it, so they teach it. After a while, they become convinced it is true. Self-deception, listeners, is sad in any area of life. Self-deception is sad in any area of life. But it is especially sad that the area of life in which most people deceive themselves is religion. God hates tongues that speaks lies, listeners. God hates a tongue that speaks lies. What about you and me? Are we guilty of lying? The truth is that we all have been guilty at one time or another. Have we been forgiven? Have we repented and obeyed God's conditions to forgive us? Amen. Let's take a short break, listeners, and we'll be right back with the continuation of the causes of lies and deceits. We'll be right back. This broadcast is brought to you in partnership with the Coach Day Foundation. You can support the broadcast so we can bring you God's word with any type of donation. You can go to www.coachtatefoundation.com, which is www.coachtatefoundation.com. Now, welcome back, listeners, and let's now take part two of our message today about lady justice and lies and deceits on our pathway forward. No take number two from our writing from Mr. Parat is causes of lying and deceit. In order to avoid lying and deceit, we need to know what causes people to be guilty of it. Ultimately, all lies are conceived in the heart under the influence of Satan. John 8, 44 reminds us of this listeners. Jesus said regarding Satan, quote, there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it, unquote. Listen, Satan influences people to lie. Acts 5, 1 through 9 reminds us of Ananias and Sapphira. They lied about their gift to the church. Peter asked, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Matthew 15, 18 through 20 reminds us of this. Jesus names things that come from the heart and defile a man. 
including false witness. When we tell lies, listeners, then we have followed the influence of Satan. But the ultimate problem is in our hearts, listeners. If we're going to change, we have to start by changing our attitudes. Now, what specific problems leads us to tell lies? Isaiah 59, 13 and Jeremiah 17, 9 in your private reading time, listeners. Let's notate A, selfishness or personal, or personal gain. Selfishness or personal gain that lead us to tell lies, listeners. Some lies are told for personal gain or pleasure. We seek to obtain some benefit that we think we cannot achieve by telling the truth. Some Bible examples we have here is Genesis 31, 7, where Jacob says, said his uncle Laban had deceived him and changed his wages 10 times. He would agree to pay a certain wage, but the result would work out to Jacob's advantage. So he would change and try to pay something else instead. Jacob said this was deceit. 1 Kings 21, 1 through 16, Ahab, king of Israel, wanted to buy a vineyard, but the owner Naboth would not sell it. Ava's wife Jezebel proclaimed a feast in Naboth's honor, verse 9 and 10. Then had two men testify. He had blasphemed, so he was stoned to death. Proverbs 11, 1 reminds us, of this, a false balance and deceitful weights are an abomination to God, listeners. These are ways to cheat people in business dealings by lying and deceit. Now, some modern examples of today of this is often businesses tell lies to convince people to buy their products, listeners. Often businesses tell lies to convince people to buy their products. Some companies require employees to lie. Years ago, a clerk told me that at her store, clerks were expected to overcharge customers enough to pay their own salary. I like to shop at Office Max, he writes, but I don't like some of their ads. They have a rewards program that offers items like a case of paper for $40 with $30 reward. Ads say, quote, it's like getting it for $10, unquote. But it isn't, listeners. To use the $30 reward, you have to buy something else for $30 or more. So, so it isn't like you're getting something worth $40 for $10. It's getting things worth $70 for $40. That whole process is deceitful, listeners. Politicians make false promises or lie about their past in order to get elected. Personal gain is also what motivates many false teachers. Proverbs 19.22 reminds us a poor man is better than a liar. God says if you can't get rich honestly, change your job or stay poor. How honest are we in our business dealings, listeners? How honest are we in our business dealings today? Read on with Leviticus 6, 2 through 5 and Amos 8, 5 and Proverbs 21, 6. The next notate on the lies and deceit, let's notate the cover up. When people sin or commit other acts, they want to hide from others, listeners, and they often tell lies. When people sin or commit other acts, they want to hide from others. They often tell lies. 
Bible examples of this is Genesis 37, 28 and 31 through 33. This is what led Jacob's son to deceive him, to think a wild animal killed Joseph. They had sold Joseph as a slave and did not want their father to find out. 2 Kings 5.25 reminds us of this. When Elijah healed Naaman of leprosy, he refused to take a gift from him. Elijah's servant, Jehasi, pursued Nahum and asked for money and garments. When Elijah asked about it, Jehaza said he had not gone anywhere. He lied to cover up. Modern examples of that today, listeners, is a classic example of our time has been President Clinton and the Monica Lewinsky affair. But many other politicians and other famous people have lied to cover up their sins. Politicians are often known to practice many forms of evil. A lie under oath is about the only one that seems to upset many people. Nearly every criminal lies to deny guilt. Illegal aliens often lie about their citizenship status in order to get a job or a driver's license. And most of us have lied to cover up our sins. Quote, the devil has many tools, but a lie is in the handle that fits them all, unquote. The devil has many tools, listeners, but a lie is the handle that fits them all. Almost any sin you can name will lead to lying, to cover it up, adultery, murder, stealing, etc. Listeners, have you and I been guilty of lying? Have we repented of our sins of the past? Read on further in 2 Samuel 11, 6 through 13 and Isaiah 28, 15 through 17. And we'll take a short commercial break. Listen, as we come back, we're going to talk about pride and envy in lies and deceit. We'll be right back. This broadcast is supported by donations as well as liking and supporting Empower Family. You can go to www.francina.com which is P-H-R-A-N-T-C-E-E-N-A.com and press donate. Empower your family with the dynamic new book by Francina Holrus, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are. It's the book that gives you insights into life's problems. Francina Halrus is an author, motivational speaker, and national broadcaster who believes the answers to your problems lies within the knowledge that was once traditionally passed down by families. But that knowledge has been short-circuited by today's faster pace. The book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, brings that accumulated wisdom to the problems that all families face. You'll Find your copy of our sixth sense and purpose, the power in knowing who you are at Amazon and at better bookstores. Empower your life with the dynamic new book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are by Francina Holrus. Make sure you tune in to listen to part two of Lady Justice of God's Truth with Human Lies and Deceit on our pathway forward with your host, Francina Holrus. Thank you for joining Francina Hallress on Empowered Family Talk. Tune in next week 